you know how I've been doing my long hair thing going for a while, you know? So um, I decided to trim, right? Get it long still, but trim, right? Yeah. And I was like, hey, I want to look more like Pat Riley. Uh, how about you five <laughs> o'clock shadow me? And she's like, let's do it, bud. And then as soon as I walked in the house, she went, oh. Hello, and thank you very much for downloading this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. You can download many more episodes at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. So to prepare for this, I had like so many openings that I wanted to ask you. And of course, when it's time to do the show, I forget them all. But tonight we're talking about Pet Cemetery, Bloodlines, the prequel to them all. Eric, how the hell are you doing? I, why are we doing this one? So I am a Pet Cemetery guy. I'm good, by the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, good. Good. <laughs> I I am a Pet Cemetery guy one and two, and you're a and Stephen King guy. Sorry to cut you there. I'm I'm not a Stephen King guy. I I like maybe really? five of his things. Oh, yeah. I I felt like that a lot of the uh, Stephen King esque stuff that we were doing or related to him was just because you had either read the books or you're just a fan of the work. I like uh, the big ones, right? Um, but other than that. Really not big fans. Okay. And I just, but Pet Cemetery 1 and 2 were around the same age. Is a big in our childhood, especially 1, right? Absolutely. And then number 2 with Edward Furlong and the greatest rock song ever in any any horror movie during the chasing. Remember that song in number 2? I do not. I've only seen that movie maybe once. Uh, There was a song that was like, I want to die just like Jesus Christ. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, you know, and of course that that evil dead is, you know, in Starship Troopers and he was in John Wick 4, you know, this. But anyway, uh, we're reviewing this movie because this is a Paramount Plus exclusive and it's Pet Cemetery, So it sparks my interest. This movie, the director has said, doesn't pay attention to number one or number two at all. Uh, it pays attention to the reboot, which I call BS on uh, as well. So we're reviewing this because we are horror guys. That's why. And it's a Paramount Plus movie, and it's Pet Cemetery. Why not? So Pet Cemetery, uh, Ludlow, the town in, in Maine that this is, uh, is it, Maine, right? Right. <clears throat> this is part of the Stephen King verse. So no. What? No. Uh, oh, you're saying that this is separate this is uh going off pet cemetery too but this is going off of the remake oh geez which is stupid yeah excuse me because i'm still attached that this is attached this evil in ludlow is attached to it which is also attached to dark tower allegedly right we don't know that i i think that a lot of people are connecting these dots Right. Or Stephen King's doors, if you want to say, nice. yeah, yeah, it, it does seem like it's a kind of a far. But similar things can be done for Pixar too, right? Not to say that you want right. to do the same, but where they're kind of related, but and you can piece them together, but at the same part, there's no uh, nothing to like uh, that's confirming that these are in right. the same. Right. Actually, I think Dark, didn't Dark Tower have the gunslinger go through a door, and it was right. Different universes, different doors. It's BS. And Stephen King, when he wrote these, never had that put together. These are just people, you know. Well, all right. Another story in Maine that 
Stephen King yeah. likes to... <laughs> another. Besides The Shining, which doesn't take place in May. Yeah, correct. Mm. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. Tell me. I'm, I, I'm pissed. Uh, I want you to convince me that this is not a bag of kernels. I'm, I'm not going to do I'm that. Very, very pissed off at this movie. Extremely. I mean, probably, and I and I always said, you know, for me, being pissed off at a movie, the bar is Halloween ends, right? Everybody who's a fan of Movie Guys podcast knows that's the bar for me, right? Okay, yeah. Well, with, with yeah. plenty of good reason there, too. This is, this is, this is tiptoeing there. And the reason why is because I went into this with no expectations. All I knew is that this was following a young Judd. I did not know that this movie was following that tragic story from the first movie about the Batemans. Like, do you remember that story from the first movie? Uh, yeah, this is started. I didn't have any expectations either, but this movie kind of reminds me of Exorcist, the beginning. Or Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. <laughs> Anything, the beginning. Yeah, right. I mean, like, but but you know what I'm talking about, right? Because you said you only saw the second one once, maybe. But the first movie, right? You have seen the first movie a bunch. It's classic, right? Yeah, and that was a good appeal to that story, uh, movie, or however you want to present it, is that mystery, that there is a secret. Right. And, yeah. and Judd says that. Yeah. And what, what makes me mad is in the first movie, this is what pisses me off. In the very first Pet Cemetery movie, which is based off the book, Judd said... That a World War II uh, soldier came, uh, well, his dad, he came, his body came back, he died in a war. Dad buried him beyond the pet cemetery. Kid came back, zombified, terrorizes the town, like yeah. kills people, like murderous rampage, kills the town, eating people. And then Judd and his friends set the house on fire. And then the dad, and, and the dad shoots the son and then shoots himself. So he dies with his son. That's the story. Tell that effing story. Where the heck? This is all B. This is okay. So you're going to make it Vietnam fine, but everything else is completely not even what Judd said. So that's why the director says, Oh, well, this is following the remake. Oh, BS. Kind of cutting corners there. Well, yeah. Oh, uh, this made me mad. Why is it just because you're, you're, you have the bias? Is is that what it is? You're so diehard a fan of the first that yeah. uh, Summer of 69 in this movie just ain't cutting it for you? So there are two things that I will always remember from Pet Cemetery, the first movie. The Rachel, right? Of course. Freaks everybody out. And if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about, people. Number two is the Bateman story. Because the way that that actor that played that zombie kid, right, like that teenage kid, was creepy. And it was it was those very scary sequence. So I press play on my Paramount Plus, and I know it's a young Judd. And all of a sudden, they show what, what, uh, <laughs> X Files. David Duchovny. Yeah, the that hand. Was, that was a uh, surprise. The hand model, right? <laughs> and all of a sudden, it says Bateman. And I was like, Oh my god! Like I got excited, right? I was like, Oh, they're gonna tell. They're gonna tell the Bateman story. Okay, Vietnam. That's fine, but we get to see terrorizing the town, people being murdered left and right. All right, let's go. Yeah. Never happens in this movie. Uh, is it really? Well, 
honestly, is it really that much of a bother? We get into this movie with the secret already being there. The secret is already kept by what four of the uh, <laughs> people in this in this movie for the families that were have yes. been kind of related in this. Four four families that are still in this town. This is this is you can't make this up. The, the four families that are somehow related to the founding fathers of this town know that the land, that the soil is cursed. So we got to make sure that people don't bury their dead. And how we do that is beyond the pet cemetery. We're going to put a bunch of bushes. Yes, the dead wall. The dead wall. So you don't go over there. Can you go around the dead wall? Possibly. How far does the dead wall stretch? Not as far as Trump's wall. So what? I mean, you know, it's like, why are they doing this? Just make this the first time. Yeah, and obviously, uh, David Duchovny, Mr. Bateman, knows how to get around it. Well, in the first movie, you go over it, though. So you know, it's over it's, under I mean, whatever. He's got a hole in his basement that goes right to it, apparently, too. Which is ridiculous, dude. This movie pisses me off. Yeah, there was a lot of they. They had me. At some parts, but the other parts that they didn't have me on were quite a bit of a stretch, and it seemed to be a lot more as the movie progressed. The hospital scenes, I'd say the entirety of everything in the hospital is a good example of that, where I'm just supposed to kind of, um, I don't know, again, suspend my my belief for uh, a lot of this just to kind of keep in with horror. How... Um, what? Hold on, no, the, I, no, no, because because we I wanted to jump, but yeah. uh, we are met with a young Judd, right, and his uh, Judson Crandall, and, and his, his yeah. and his girlfriend Norma, who are both ridiculously good-looking people to be in this town. He was he was flat. He was dry as toast. She was too good for him. Showing I, belly, uh, I mean, just she was hot. Straight out of Texas Chainsaw Massacre hot. Yeah, yeah. I would actually argue that she's uh, kind of too hot for the role. Right. I was like, whoa, okay. All right. Nice, Judd. Nice. Go yeah. Uh, yeah. And... I'm, I'm riled up tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, but that's – that. casting is a big deal. And to have – even David Duchovny is too good-looking to kind of be in, in the role too. It it's, does take – sometimes out the the viewer out of the um the story when you have maybe a big name or someone who's very much like too attractive for the role because it's there's no relatability there we've all been to a small sure. town we've all been to small small farm towns or you know just a nice spread out you know kind of a, a quiet rural area right you're not going to find a super hot model that's just sitting in the farmhouse there alone in Alabama or in, in Maine. That's just, you know, nothing going after Judd <laughs> again, and by the way, she had too many options. So what else? Is, okay. So what's BS is that Judd's father is a part of the family that is part of the founding fathers that knows that the land is bad and the dead. So played by Henry Thomas, by the way, too. Was that him from Hill House? I thought that was him. Yeah, yeah, and 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 all. Yeah. yeah. So, in this movie, uh, Vietnam's going on. So he's paying people. They don't really say, but something about how the dad is paying somebody to make sure that Judd doesn't get drafted. Paying the doctor, a doctor 
Oh, that's right, because he has, like, shin splints or something stupid, Bones right? Bone spurs, yeah. Bone spurs. So Judd Whatever wants to excuse. serve. He wants to serve. So his idea is take his hot blonde girlfriend, and they're going to drive to Michigan Woo. to join the Peace Corps. Yeah. Issue right off the bat. I did not believe that this was a Vietnam-era film. Um, nothing in this movie showed it was Vietnam besides Timmy wearing soldier clothing. Other than that, I don't know why. It did, doesn't even feel like the 60s. Yeah, I mean, also, there was nothing. The, the, to be in that part of the country uh, and have Judson driving like this awesome-ass Pontiac was like a GTO or whatever he was driving. It was gorgeous. That's yeah. all I, <laughs> I was just like, that, you're not driving that. You're driving a utility. You're driving a, a truck or a wagon in in that part. And you're right. And it's more likely going to be a hand me down, too. Uh, you right. Know, it, yeah. The, yeah. I mean, there's there's the, no yeah. brand new parking lot or brand new car lot uh, that's selling the best and the uh, and the fastest that, you know, but we don't know that, that family story, I guess. Put me in the 60s. I want to see American flags. Even though that Vietnam was not a popular war, there is something that came out before this that really, really uh, showed the 60s. Wonder years, right? That's sure. a great blueprint. I don't feel like that, right? So I'm, so I'm out of sort. I'm out of, I'm out of a place. He has his friends, and he has his friend Timmy, and oh, the Native American friend, Manny. Manny. These three boys grew up together, snuck beers in a treehouse. That's all we know of their friendship is that one time they snuck beers in a treehouse. Timmy gets drafted. Timmy gets killed. I'm I'm assuming his throat is slit because there's like 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 there's like a line going across his throat in some scenes. I don't know if that was clothing or what. But Timmy dies in the Vietnam War. Yeah. They ship his body back. His dad, David Acutney, hand model, can't bear it. So he so the movie opens with him burying his son in a, a beyond the pet cemetery. Yeah. And then the son wakes up and kills the dog. So now the dog, we we got to have a dog in these movies. So the dog is a zombie and now Timmy is a zombie. And David Duchovny knows, right? He he knows what he has done, but he can't bear the loss. Uh, a question that this would be great for Sarah, where's the mother? Where is the mother? Where's a lot of the, the mothers in this, actually? Right. And what was the with the mom and the leg? We'll talk about that maybe if you remember it. I do remember that. It, it that's I, I know exactly what you're talking about, and it just seems like kind of those those things where you specifically made a decision to show it in the movie. There was a you know there's a there's a scene where I feel it was a on purpose to make that known. And it didn't seem like it was addressed again, or it was glossed over, or it was not really brought up as in, as like a main point of any part of the story. Can, oh, well, can I bring it up? So in the middle of the movie, Judd is, we're, we're going to go back and forth, but in the middle of the movie, Judd is starting to find out that if you bury the dead, they come back to life, and they're zombies, and they're bad people. And he finds that his dad's involved. So he goes home to confront his parents about it, and his mom gets up and walks away, and the camera deliberately moves to the back of her while she's walking away the mom, and the back of her leg looks like it was a bite. It looks like veins are coming up. So the first thought that I had, I don't know if you like had the scars. Thought, like scars, I was like, oh, my God, are they saying that that, that Judge Dad, like, like Judge uh, 
Judd's dad's wife died during the, this time and that he buried her and somehow he's controlled her to be Mrs. Housewife. Is she a zombie technically? Or what's this about? That's what my first thought was. Right. Nothing break. Nothing happens. Though. The only thing that I can think of is Dan Crandall and Kathy Crandall, by the way, are part of the people who are holding on to this secret that they know in that attack on her leg, or excuse me, that, that scar on her leg was from the attack previous. She got Kind of in, in the same part where Norma got attacked in her arm by that dog. Okay. By the Bateman's okay. dog. Bateman's dog. Same thing. Yeah, I, that's, the, that's my only dot that I can connect to. Right. So let's talk about that part, right? Let's talk about so, it. So Judd and Norma are going to leave and join the Peace Corps. They don't know any of the zombie stuff is going on. And, of course, just like Children of the Corn or any Stephen King kind of thing, for some reason they can't leave the town. They're driving, and a crow breaks yeah. their windshield. Was it a crow? And then they get out of the car, right? So picture this, people who haven't seen this movie. The couple is driving down the road, talking. Crow or a giant bird hits windshield. They stop, get out of the car. No bird, but a zombie dog. Yeah. Did the zombie dog hit the car? Because I went back and, re and rewound it. It was black, not brown. So I'm assuming a crow. So then Judd's like, hey, Norma, this is Timmy's dog. We should walk him back to the house. The dog's completely fine. The dog's leading the pack, if you will, walking back to the house. And this is where we see zombie Timmy. I, I, I guess zombie Timmy. He looks completely normal, just a little palish. Yeah, no, this is definitely zombie Timmy. And then the dog out of nowhere just rips apart Norma's arm yeah. for absolutely no reason. Yeah, and where she he could have had the chance passes out or like faints or something. Wouldn't you? That was vicious. I hate to say it, like I have been bitten by a dog in the arm before, and I've I've been bitten by a, a dog in the leg before as well too. <sighs> uh, you know, and I've I've had injuries and accidents. And when it comes to like a limb, no matter I understand how it can be very horrible, but it's you're. It would take a lot for me to pass out. You're conscious. You know, you know it, there's not any vitals in there, unless you know she was fighting back and it got like an artery or something, but. I, I don't know. Usually, I would think uh, maybe I'm just nitpicking on this. If you get it ripped in the arm or like a forearm, by the way, too, not even a bicep, that you're not just going to be, oh, you know, and and have to be carried off. And it's like, no, right. no, I I'm still able to walk. Give me, you know, go ahead and field my wound there, you know, and you know, with a tourniquet or whatever the hell. But I I'm able to still my own strength be able to right. kind of walk around and probably yell, be like, you know, be very angry at Timmy and the dog. I mean, what the hell? Well, I, but see, this is what pisses me off because in the original Judd story and the first movie, he says that Timmy came back. Well, Timmy came back dead. Uh, and the whole town had a funeral because they knew that the dad was just a, a wreck. So it's like, that's not happening in this movie. This movie is the dad lies to everybody straight up and says, oh, he's back. Just an honorable discharge, Purple Heart or something. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, a lot of strikes in this movie. I don't I, like I think, this. Uh, that I don't like. Yeah. I don't like that 
the like half the the town obviously knows the town obviously has a secret and it knows and it's it's been keeping the peace for a long time and i i find it very strange that throughout all of this how the main characters find out is not through their parents or not through any sort of townsfolk legend or anything else they go to a church and they find the drunk priest and they gives them what a diary book that he found in the piano organ about the original founders of the town which we went back and i was like oh my god why are we doing a flashback it just seems like a weird thing. It's, yeah, it, it was you know, not, not in the library, not you know, in like the the town records, or I don't know, in like a treasure map, like a you know anything. It's in the the church's piano, and a drunk pastor with his two lines says that, and that's where they find everything. It's not you were so close to the dad having to uh, Dan to having to just concede like that he can't keep the secret anymore and that he should be telling his son and his son's friend or friends uh, and, and say, all right, you know, because they had a meeting about it. They said uh, with, here's another surprise, Pam Greer. Yeah, who is that who that was? That was Pam Greer. Okay. So I'm pissed about this one, right? So it's like, she's allegedly dead in this movie, but then also movie guys, logic, no body, no death. Do you know who this character is? We've seen her before. Who? She's Jackie Brown. Yeah, but <laughs> Marjorie Washburn. She uh do you remember in the very, very first Pet Cemetery movie there was an old white lady that was That's yeah. her. That's yeah. her. Uh, I was hoping you weren't gonna say that. But that's who she is. And I'm like, oh, why are you doing that? Doesn't make any okay, so I, and, I, I... and she obviously knows because her dad may or may not have done the same thing and he had to kill himself as well too right the dad something about the mom too because okay so what pam greer is wow her career after tarantino's took a shit that's our <laughs> that's her that's her swear for the episode like whew. um she is okay so pam By the greer way, she, i'm looking up she is working she's been doing oh, a lot she's, she's making crap um oh but my God, she did a movie called bad grandmas we move on. Go Let's ahead. Move on. Please Let's go move ahead. on. But she's a mail carrier, and her dad used to be the mail carrier, and it's alleged that the wife died, and he brought his wife back, and all this stuff. I don't understand something, too. If the town knows, like all the elders in the town knows this happened, a la the village style. I kept on thinking about that. Um, it's a good comparison. Why, why not have somebody monitor... 24 7 that burial ground like i mean like or, or just just i mean like how do people know right because let's say you're an elder right and you have grandkids if nobody says anything how's the grandkids gonna know bury your dead beyond pet cemetery how's anybody gonna know yeah it does seem like uh they never really address the area so I, i'm wondering if you know don't bring it up to give them the curiosity or yeah, you, you, maybe there was a warning that says like, you know, don't no trespassing. That's the other. Th yeah, I, I wonder if you know, ha like an actual sign would have been better than an actual dead wall. You, you know, private property. <laughs> here's here's a better story. Tell Judd's story from the first movie, but make this be the first time this has ever happened. 
that dad is so grief-stricken that he can't bury his child in the public cemetery. He has to take him somewhere private. And oopsie-doopsies, it so happens to be this ancient Indian burial ground, and all hell has broken loose. And then when the first movie happens, Judd's like, this happened once before. Don't want to go down that route. Oh, yeah. Your Fred Gwynn is amazing, by the way. Thank I, you. I, I agree with you 100%, Jordan. Like, let's say you, uh, David Duchovny's uh, Timmy gets brought back, and the town does have a funeral, and the grief-stricken father stays in that church, and that's how he finds this book diary if you want to keep that book diary thing in the church, that's sure. Right. sure. But, you know, or, or have him, you know, through his, through his, I don't know, uh, grief, try to find it. I don't in any old way in a box right. in, his, in his house. I don't know anything. And then that's where he gets that idea. Like, Oh, maybe I can give this a try. And he goes to the pet cemetery. He sees some warnings. He gets some, some sort of, you know, uh, suspenseful kind of um, freaking encounter there with the birds or an Native American spirit, whatever it may be, and have that be the start. But to go into this movie with the secret already kept seems, I don't, yeah, a little far-fetched. Yeah, it seems completely far-fetched. So uh, Timmy is on a rampage. I'm sorry, not, sorry, not Timmy. So Pam Greer... She gets attacked by the dog. This is the, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, I, I get it. It's I, I start getting pissed, and I'm like, okay, this movie's a small. It, it was it was leaning towards a medium, right? It, yeah. it was until Pam Greer's on the phone saying we need to have a meeting, and some random the mayor. I don't know who this guy is. He's like, we we're gonna have a meeting at a Denny's down the street, if you will. Uh, right. It was with uh, Pam Greer, the sheriff. Yeah, that that one the guy. The guy, and then an ET. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. And they meet. And they literally meet at a Denny's. Right. I mean, they meet at some public diner. But first of all, it is the mayor. Yes. So I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, "Oh, this is about Timmy. I'm excited. Okay, I haven't seen the story. Let's see what they're going to do. Small, teetering medium, a little bit at this point." But where I completely flip on the movie and go, this is a back of kernels, is Pam Greer's talking on the phone. We got to have a meeting. They're like, we'll have a meeting at the Denny's. See you there. And all of a sudden, we get a POV shot of the dog attacking her, and then it cuts. Yeah. It just cuts, right? And it goes to them sitting in the Denny's, and then she shows up completely mauled on her face. And yep. they're like, what happened? She's like, the Bateman's dog, I killed it. Like, okay, cock your shotgun at that point. Like, what? There are so many bad cuts in this movie. After The hospital scene pisses me off. The ending pisses me off. Like, it pisses yeah. me off. Yeah, I, I agree completely. Cause I, I, and I may have the hospital scene. There's a few of them. So Manny's uh, sister Donna is also in involved in this, right? right? She's an artist that, and she was trying to to leave town too. But because they're Native American, they have dreams, and of course that that uh, and they can hear um, the the whispers and the voices of the spirits. Mm -hmm. They're also hippies, and they have little powwows in their in their backyard, I guess. They we gotta have masks. Anything, we don't have we don't know about anything more than that. Those characters are just 
there to wear a mask and tilt their head kind of in that weird manner. I, I hate when, when movies do that. They when do it, that. They, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but they do these masks in the uh, remake, remember? No, no, I, and they explain why they have the masks. I am talking oh, about... Oh, they do? Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the behavior of the people who wear the masks. Same with, okay. like, the, like, the strangers. You know, this this yeah. freaky thing uh, where movies, scary movies do this, where there's a person that's just standing still outside with the mask on, and when you stare at them, they do this, they do that head tilt, yeah. that 45 yeah. degree kind of head tilt, and it's just like, alright, well, that's a punch in the face for me. The reason why they explained it a bit more was the Native Americans or the Natives in that area had the pet cemetery because the animal spirits were there to ward off the evil spirits and wearing the masks would help to fuel that would help to scare off those evil spirits. That That's, that's terrible. Yeah. There's the other part of like the native American <laughs> kind of, uh, that's excuse. terrible. Oh God, that's terrible! Yeah, they did say that. Did like, yeah, because they're talking. Because that's one thing about the pet cemetery book and the movies that I never said. Why call it pet cemetery? Because none of this happens in the pet cemetery. Yeah. So because the yeah the spiral is in the pet cemetery, right? And oh, God, which right, well, are everywhere. Right. Okay. So they might as well call this one spiral um, instead of bloodline. <laughs> terrible, terrible tag title. <laughs> Well, subtitle. I hate it. Oh, anyway, okay, so now Timmy's on his rage, right? I'm excited at this point. Okay, so okay, so the I mean, dog tag. the hell let Timmy out of the house? Like, Right. I, I don't understand. It's like, okay, Timmy's supposed to rage. That's what Judd said. Judd said that he rages. He terrorizes the town. The town is terrorized, a la, uh, a la Carrie after prom night when she burns half the town on fire. Like, I'm looking for that, right? Yeah. Like. Give me it. Give me it. You know, because no, I'm foaming right. it. I want it. Donna I'm... does more terrorizing to the city than Timmy does. Right. Which makes me so mad. Okay, so. Um, I have a he... question here. Why yeah. Why would Timmy kill Donna just to bury her? And, like, why, if that's the thing, is right. is Donna doing the same thing? Is she trying to kill to bury more? It, it, why would Timmy kill to eat but then not eat donna i i don't understand that logic also too the logic doesn't make sense because not at all in the pet cemetery movies do the zombies come back and eat you they just kill you and here's another big question and this is the one that, that really baffled me and it, listen i may have missed this completely i i don't i wasn't dozing or anything but so norma gets attacked by the dog Mm -hmm. She then goes to the hospital where she's sleeping and recovering from her trauma. I, I get that. Again, why? Six, this 69. Yeah, sure. Uh, Donna then is later on is killed by Timmy. That's kind of sad. I like, I like Donna actually, but yeah, I like her too. She gets, she gets killed. She gets brought back and she's now uh, evil as well too. And the first place she goes to is the hospital and she attacks Norma. Now, uh, she already killed the, the main doctor, where apparently in this hospital it's only that nurse and that doctor. No one else. This hospital was 
huge. And it wasn't like imagine one flew over the cuckoo's nest hospital, people. Like this is like spiral staircases. This is like old school stuff. Also, these patients are it, there's only like one room with all right. the beds. It's not like a patients don't. You know, there's so many rooms in that in that building. I, I don't hospitals like wouldn't it make more sense? I just uh, in a in a um like for for sanitation just to kind of have maybe four people in one room have four patients in one room or you know have have some sort of separation there but no they have they have one room like all right we'll just keep all 20 of our beds in this one room here and then i don't know then you know we'll have a library down here a little chapel over in this other room and these other rooms could be i don't know we'll just we'll actually we'll just lock them it kind of remind me of like some like some like kind of like kind of like a city hall building if you will yeah, it was like that's where it kind of remind me of. Its first intent was not to be a hospital. It, it looked like yeah, like an overflow for for <laughs> for like the war. Right. Well, I mean, okay, so I'm willing to give the movie this. Um and I'm stretching. Maybe the reason why she went after Nora was because uh Norma. Timmy is Norma is because uh Timmy wants to kill his friends because I don't know uh, because I'm mean, like if I came back as a zombie, I guess you'd be my first guy to go after. I don't know. Hey, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, no problem. I don't. I don't know. He, uh, Timmy it, it wants to go after his friends, Manny and and Judd. So yeah, we saw that with the picture and the cigarette burns out of the face. Yeah, right. So he sends. Uh, sorry, what was her name? Manny's sister, Donna. Donna. He sends Donna. Hey, Donna, you're now a zombie. Go get. Uh, Go get Norma. Norma. Go get Norma there and uh, put her in mud. We'll talk about that later. So, yeah, th- that's what was bothering me. It's just like, so Donna kills the doctor and then attacks Norma and kind of knocks her out with a crutch. And right. I, it was just like, all right, well, you had her right there, but is that, what are you, like, what are you doing what's the purpose then donna are you just going to to incapacitate like knock her out so that you can kill her because that's the thing is that like you have to kill her first right. and then bury her and then she comes back but you keep her alive how does, yeah how does norma survive that and then the next scene we we see after she gets choked out of the hospital the next time we see her is that she's in the mud well, see, I thought she died but of course movie guys logic n- n- no body no death so I yeah because she died she too a- yeah, I mean, like what she does is that Donna has her uh, has Norma up, kind of pushed up with a crutch going against her neck, and she like you know has her eyes roll back, and that's it. And then cut. Twenty minutes later, she comes back. Yeah, right. I mean, that's it. Okay, so throughout this whole movie, um, Timmy's dad knows what's going on. Timmy's dad is deliberately feeding his son like rats and stuff in the scene. That we're supposed to understand that makes uh, Timmy's dad go, oh, this is bad. Timmy's dad comes downstairs and he sees his son on all fours eating some wild animal in a fridge, just gutting it, just eating it. Yeah. And he's just, and then he has this scene of him like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done what I've done. Yeah. Like, that's it? Like, that's, that's it? Okay. I, I don't yeah no, I'm I'm with you because really in that meeting that the, the four towns the secret keepers the four uh, horsemen yeah had uh, if 
that was apparent already that like it started. Pangrier's face is already messed up, and it's 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 starting already. Get the pitchforks, get the torches, get the guns, and go. The, don't make it a, a, a you know. Oh, we'll do this tomorrow. No, it's gonna happen tonight because you know what happens. Get it going. Where's the town? Yeah. Again, Judd said the town was terrorized. I keep on saying that's a drinking game for us tonight in this episode. Where's the town? Meaning, where are the people? Yeah, there's, there's where's 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 the Friday night lights where you know people come from a ball game and I, I just where is this? It does it it doesn't exist. It's terrible. Yeah. Um. No police anywhere. No police. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Doesn't the chief? No, that's later. So. The group gets together. Judd knows what's going on now, right? Judd knows what's going on, and him and Manny, his dad, the chief of police, all go to Timmy's house, and there's Dave Nick Company. And then all of a sudden, Timmy's dad's like, yeah, we got to kill him. Let's go. Like, what? Yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, okay, 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 okay. Give this movie some more things. He is grief-stricken about his son. He knows his son is evil, but he's going to play along with the good guys so he can turn on them to, to, to not kill his son, right? That's where the movie's going. It didn't go like that. He literally believes in that. My son is evil. Let's go. Yeah. Like, oh, you know also, what I mean? Let's split up. Let's split up. You go to the barn. You go to the other barn. So let's talk about the mayor. In a scene that's supposed to make your blood boil, like like curl, like oh my god, scary, right? Yeah. Where the mayor ghost, <laughs> the mayor. Every time I say the mayor, I think of Action League now as the villain. <laughs> Remember that? Wow, good good poll. Oh my god! So the mayor um, goes to this horse barn, and we're supposed to be scared because he kneels down to see if there's anybody in this stall. Nobody in that one. Goes to the next stall. Nobody in that one. Goes to the next stall. Oh, got him. No body, no death. We don't know what happens. Mm -hmm. Go to Pam Greer in another horse stall. Where did she... I don't, did I pee at this moment? Did she die? Was there a body? What happened? I, yeah, no, you're 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 right. Again, I, I feel like there's a lot of things that were left on the on the editing on the cutting room floor there that are deleted scenes that really needed to be in this movie. Because at this point, where where they split up and they go to the battle, right to kill Timmy, the movie is cut the hell up. Yeah, I mean, do we see her being attacked? We do, right? Yeah. Well, what happens? I don't know. So then after that, they go inside know. the house, and then they go upstairs. They, you know, we're, we're going back and forth, going back and forth. And then finally, Donna shows up with a scalpel, which I'm assuming the director was like, hey, there was a little kid with a scalpel in the first movie. We should do that in this one, right? Yeah, sure. That That's the, probably the logic in that. And she's slicing her brother, Manny. He's like, don't shoot her. Why? She's cutting me. Don't shoot her. It's like, really? Like, yeah. Yeah, don't shoot her. She's slicing me open. Don't do it. So, yeah, while that is is being the question, then Dan Crandall, the dad, comes in uh, and just shoots her with a shotgun. 
In the eye, right? He does no. not. He shoots, he shoots her, her in like the chest, which obviously blows her back. And then he does that classic movie thing where he's just like, all right. And he kind of, you know, he, he takes center stage for some reason, like walks in between them and then turns his back to her, you know, to talk to the sons. And be like, all right, sons, I'm going to stand like this and tell you what's going to happen next because certainly nothing will happen to me, even though, of course, I know the secrets to this whole thing happening here, and I should also know to shoot them in the eye, even though that I didn't. Boom! And he gets killed. He gets stabbed with a shotgun. Okay, so two issues with this. Number one, Only and not, and not, yeah, in this in this scene, not at all. I even looked it up because uh, I was like, "Is there something with the eye?" Not in anything ever, Pet Cemetery ever, including the remake, was there about shooting them in the eye. You shoot them in the chest, they're dead. Yeah, like there's no the, the eye makes no damn no sense. sense. Number two, you are a young eighteen year old Judd. And you just saw your father get stabbed through by a shotgun and not one classic movie trope of the sound going off and the screaming, but you can't hear the screaming. Oh my God, my dad's dead cradling him scene. Yeah. Just, just gasp. He just went, ah, and then moved on. Yep. Like, are you kidding me? Uh, let's go back real quick before we get into the big stuff at the end where we do go to um, back in the day where the settlers and blah, 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 blah. Um, the reason why I bring it up is because that whole sequence of us going back in time to when the settlers first discovered this yep. was cringy. It was bad. And I wish they would have cut that whole thing out because all they did was they went to the ancient aerial burial ground. They saw a random Native American banging on a drum very slow for absolutely no reason. Yeah. And then one of the founders is gutting, eating a, a, another dude. And then he allegedly eats all the other settlers. The settlers kill him. We don't know. Yeah. Some, Cut something. all that. Cut all that. Go back now to modern day, if you will. And... Now this movie has turned into the Friday the 13th remake because now there's underground tunnels everywhere. Holy cow, man. And and like I can understand maybe if it was like a Shawshank tunnel going from the storm cellar to outside somewhere. But no, these things are It's is, a maze. Yeah. It's a whole lot. It's a spiral down there. Right. Who made those tunnels? Were those tunnels always there? Did David and company make those tunnels? Did him and his son make those tunnels? A la, uh, a la uh, I think he made a comment that Timmy blood? was making them or something like that, but it's just like, dude, that's a lifetime. That's a lot of tunnel. That's a lot. There's no way he can make that. I mean, like, it just it makes no sense to have these tunnels. You and I can sit here and psychoanalyze. Well, maybe him and his friends do this. It's stupid. But we go into these tunnels, man. So we got Manning left. We got Judd left. And we got Timmy's dad left. Another scene that just cuts out of nowhere is that somehow these zombies, which in not a single one of the Pet Cemetery movies, describe them as superhuman, right? They just came back evil and they're murderous. Yep. That's all they are. Somehow Timmy's spider walking on stuff. He's moving super fast like a vampire, if you will, just yep. like, pew, pew, right? And Timmy's dad sees him. 
He aims the gun. We The camera cuts to another shot. We hear the gun go off. We come back, and Timmy's eating his dad. A, that's not the story that Judd tell, told. B, what, did David Duchovny shoot Timmy? And then Timmy came after him. Did David Duchovny shoot himself in the head? I paused the scene because was there a bullet hole? Did he kill himself? Anything. I, I, anything. Please. No, nothing. Nothing, right? Then they get out of the caves for some reason. Judd and Manning left. And then they have the big fight, right? But before they have the big fight, Manny somehow is on a tripwire that Timmy set. He's laying on a oh, tripwire. Yeah, that's right. And Judd's like, don't move. It's a tripwire. How do you know this, Judd? You're not military. Uh, how do you know it's a tripwire? You're just a country boy. Do you? Is that how you hunt deer? How do you know? Doesn't matter why this is going on. Somewhere, somehow, have no idea why Norma is tied in an underground layer. Something I don't know. She might as well. You might. She might as well just been on some train tracks. <laughs> With Timmy trolling. Help! His yeah, exactly. Gotcha. See, man. Um. Where was she? Was she? I mean, like somehow mud is coming into her cave. I, I, these these cuts make no sense, Eric. They don't. I, and that's the other thing too is that these underground tunnels that they're in, like, do they feed into? Do they feed into what? The swamp, the into the into the badlands, into the the evil area forest. So is you're telling me that the Baderman, like his backyard, is. Is the pet cemetery? I don't know. Is Baderman a part of the founding fathers too? I don't know. Yeah, right. Don't so know. it's like, but 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 again, fans, listen to this again. People that are listening to the show, imagine a movie where you get a fight sequence and the damsel in distress in an undisclosed location because the camera is tight. It has mud being poured on her. We don't know how she has. How does she have mud being poured on her? I don't. I don't. It's not raining. Yeah, I I must have missed that. I don't know. So then, you the know, swamp. Tim, the swamp. So then uh, Timmy and, and Judd get into their fight, their scuffle, right? And at this point, my I'm done, right? This is not at all what Judd's story was in the first movie. I'm pissed. I, I'm really pissed. Sure. And uh, Timmy gets shot in the eye by a flare gun from Manny. Yeah, good shot, Manny. Right. That's not how flare guns work, but we'll go with it. And Timmy's dead. Timmy's dead. And out of nowhere, a sexy, blonde, modified Norma shows up and gives Judd a hug. Yep. How does she? She was tied. She was ball gagged and tied. Yeah, like I said, like this is a this movie left a lot out. Eric, we've reviewed so much. Come on, I I can know you're tired, but shit, man. No, no, like I, 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 where where is she? How this? How does she escape? Is she just no. Where is she? That this movie's cut to shit, dude. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. I don't know why they needed Norma in here at all, actually. No, well, I, I, well, I, I could think of two reasons why, but mm, you know what I mean. I just, <laughs> I just, it made me so mad, and I, and I, and 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 I did rewind it three times, three times total. I was like, okay, what did I miss? Nope, she just, she's one scene, she's in a mud pit. The next scene, she's out. Don't know the distance of the mud pit. Doesn't matter. So Judd and Norma and Manning somehow have an off-screen conversation. Manning drives away flipping the bird and the most stereotypical 1960s flower Volkswagen Beetle flipping off the bird. He's taking Donna's art to New York. He's finally getting out of here. Yeah, Finally getting out of here. And then Judd... And then Norma drive back to Judd's house, and he says to her, are you sure you want to do this? And she goes, you always wanted to serve. And they walk to the front porch, go into his childhood home. Mom kind of nods approval. The next scene is Judd, who has never smoked before in this movie, sits on the porch in a rocking chair, smoking cigarettes, looking out the distance. Yep, taking the role of his father. So one other reason why this is BS is because in the original movie, across the street from the main characters is Judd's house. Right? Yep. There's no house across this street. There is cornfields across the street. Well, you know, maybe they can they build the house later on. No. Oh, they of course, the house you, in the eighties, right? Because it was Pet Cemetery is what eighty nine. Do you love the metaphors of the or the subtleness of the three semis going down the road very fast? I think it was overdone, man. Like it, one semi, I can get. You know, oh, hey, there it is. But they did it. You say like three times. They did it like in the beginning, in the middle, and in the end of this. Right, that was the last shot of the semi going. Boom! Yeah, I just man, I should have ended with a shot of a dead horse. So, Eric, you're probably gonna give this no bag. I hope you give it a bag of kernels, but I'll go first. This is a bag of kernels. My second one this year. Like this is bad. My first one was fast, fast X. Right? This, 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 <laughs> this, this is terrible. Um, if you are a Pet Cemetery fan like I am, and what I mean by that is that if you like the first one, if you love the first one, and then the second one is just like a nostalgia grab, okay. You're like, that's fine. Um, this will piss you off. Uh, this is not the story that Judd has told us. Uh, Eric, you and I and Ed reviewed the remake, and we didn't have good things to say about it. So... Why make us? Why make a prequel off of the movie that was not popular? I don't know, but this movie is terrible. It's not worth the watch at all. We did it for you. Please do not watch this. This is this is a bag of kernels. This is dog crap. Eric, what is your popcorn rating for <laughs> Pet Cemetery Bloodline? I I have a, a no bag for sure. There there were listen. It's it's in there. The the story is in there, and I I don't know if we just didn't. If there's a director's cut in this, 
there's a lot missing in this movie. A lot. A, a lot of it. And it's just the substance. Because, I, I mean, the characters are there. They all serve their purpose. The story is somewhat there. And I understand they're trying to build the history of it. But just the behavior of everyone else just doesn't make sense. Why the delay of everything? Why keep the secrets? If the entire town knows this damn secret, then why... How did this... Why do none of the kids, or like the, the 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 spawn of the people who are holding this, like rumors in a small town should travel? Manny mm. even had said it. He's he goes, oh, you know, this is a small town. You think I wouldn't know when I, you know, somebody crosses the street when he hears about Timmy coming back? It's like okay, so you can hear about that, but you don't know about the ancient Indian burial ground that's been in your goddamn city for for hundreds of years. I I just don't. It doesn't make any sense. It, mm-hmm. A lot of this doesn't make any sense, including like from just going back to what you said, the crow hitting the car and then having them just be like, oh, all right, well, let's just, you know, first off, if a crow hits the car like like that with the windshield, I, I don't know. I mean, you probably wouldn't slam on the brakes, probably would keep on going. You'd but, be like, oh, God. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, man, you know, that's, that sucks. But I, there's just so many things in this movie that really... One either didn't make sense, or just two just didn't need to be there, uh, and I just don't understand. Like, because there there were so many, it felt like the answer was was almost like right there in front of you. As we're watching this, you could think like, oh well, why wouldn't they explain it this way? Uh, why wouldn't the uh, the dad, um, Crandall, dad Dan Crandall, or Kathy Crandall, uh, why wouldn't they maybe come clean when they knew? Shit was getting wild here, but instead they waited till the very last minute until the the mob was formed, until the hunt was on, for them to to say, "All right, this is what's going on." But they didn't even explain that. They they no. already, it, it really it really bothered me. Where the, where were the 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 dad and the mom for the Rivers kids for Manny and Donna? Where was a lot of it? I mean, like, who are those people? Who are those hippies jumping the circle there? I don't understand. It was, it it was, it was, it was like a, it was like a, it was like Charles Manson commune. Uh, Also, Judd didn't get his dad's diary. Oh yeah. Throughout this movie, throughout this movie, Judd's dad had a diary. There's only one damn sheriff in this town, too. By the way, I, 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 and Judd's dad was like, "I want you to get out of this town, son. Like, you didn't try hard enough." Go south. I don't know. <laughs> Anything. I, yeah, this is so I, I much just... a part of this. So the other parts that I think that they really were, were, they missed on is because the zombies that come back, come back with knowledge. They know the deep, dark secrets. They know kind of what makes you, you know, fear. They, they, they know things. And we got a few of those hints, uh, like Timmy quoting, um, Pam Greer's dead father's suicide note. Great element. That's great. Right. But you you did two seconds of that, and then you moved on to the next thing. And mm-hmm. Donna um, should have uh, coming and talking about Norma and kind of calling her out on that. Okay, keep going with that. You guys have an element there of 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 horror that you've just completely shoved to the side. Mm-hmm. For no other reason than to try to get a gag kill or two in there, it's dumb. It's really dumb, and the the tropes of this movie 
don't save itself the way the blonde in the white shirt goes ah, and then runs up the stairs while the right. killer is dragging the knife up the banister it's just like come on guys it, oh and she's walking too that's the other thing too you know how the killer teleports a la mike myers Did didn't they say something in this movie, or, or or did I make this up, where they said that she was infected with a different kind of evil? Well, it you know what? I, they it, said something. It pissed me off. I mean, not going to help it in this movie. But, yeah, I would not recommend this this movie. If you're a fan of the, the series of the franchise, you might get something out of it. But even then, no. like, the origin story of it, you could have done that way better. There's so many things that I felt like, you, I don't know, that, Someone just heard the, just read the script, read the first draft, and said, "Yeah, this will work." And well, why they, make they didn't movie? make any improvements on it? No, no red ink or anywhere. And I don't know how like David Duchovny said yes to this. It was a paycheck. I mean, what's he doing nowadays? I mean, because again, you and I and Ed reviewed the remake, and that was not well received. We didn't give a good review either. I was pissed because I'm a fanboy of the first two. I'll straight up admit that. Yeah. And and knowing not knowing that this was uh a a, a a Timothy story and discovering within the first few minutes that, that that it is a Timothy story, oh my god, I'm excited as a fanboy for that. What the hell was this priest's role in this movie? Nothing. It's, 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 Stephen Stephen King should sue. I mean, Jesus Christ. It, this is terrible. So so a lot of pointless characters, a lot of pointless uh, uh, directions. For a horror movie to, to work, I understand that the elements of the camera work and the lighting, by the way, there are a lot of dark moments in this movie too oh, where I yeah. couldn't see it. Not uh, theme, lighting-wise. Yeah, like lighting-wise, I couldn't see anything. Yeah. I, I understand that like you need to have that to build the tension, and that's great. But if you don't have a story... That it it just sucks, man. In flat out, that's just what happened here. They just missed the mark on the story. They told half a story. It, it's almost like, uh, you know, like uh, my drunk cousin heard a scary story once upon a time and tried to retell it ten years from memory. Mm -hmm. and yeah. That's what this movie was. Yeah, because I mean, you know as well as I do. I mean, like just the cuts. Just made no sense. It would go from it would cut from one scene to another scene that did that did not flow, that didn't make any sense. And yeah. Judd was terrible. I liked Manning more than Judd. Judd's supposed to be our guy, right? Oh, I like, agree with you hundred percent. Judd is supposed to be the guy, the Obi-Wan Kenobi, if you will. Like he's supposed to be, oh, this is Judd. Oh, this is cool, right? Yeah, it, right? Those two main did characters, not. his arms and her boobs were the thing they were carrying this movie. <laughs> Yeah, I just and uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, what else is to be said, right? I, this movie's bad, and one of these days I will get you a bag of kernels. I it just, I was, I was thinking this was it. I thought of you halfway through. I was like, is he gonna get us a bag of kernels? I don't know what. Again, uh, I mean, I know bag is bad enough, right? But bag of kernels is is worse. Huh, Are you? Maybe, maybe this do, might be it then, because I really can't find any redeeming quality in this movie. Do you think this is worse than uh, than Halloween ends? Uh, no, because that part at the end of Halloween ends, where they make the like the yeah the procession the the line to where the town is like uh, saying goodbye to to Michael Myers, it's like that's 
dumb, man. Like yeah, that, but at least the town was involved. Damn it. Yeah, this movie for the should wrong, have the town for the wrong was... reason. You're you're very you're very right. But it's in that part. It's just like that had that was a completely different movie in that in Halloween Ends. That had no. That was so far left to how right that movie was. It it did a U-turn. It completely shifted and just turned it into like a, a whole goodbye piece. Just like, what the hell is this? If you're going to do it at the end of the movie or something like that, or, I mean, at the after credits, if you're going to make some sort of like a thank you to, to the Halloween saga, that's what it is. But like, that completely... Just, just killed anything that movie built up. This movie is just bad. It's not trying to kill the the mood or anything. It's just a bad movie. That's all that is. But something like that, I think, was some horror super fans trying to pay a respect to something that didn't need it. And then this movie was made by somebody who didn't even give a crap about horror. Yeah. She has done, I mean... Lindsay she's... Anderson Beer is a mm-hmm. writer-director on this, huh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, look at her cred. Uh, yeah, it's bad. I looked at it before. I looked at it, and I was like, oof. Well, this is her only, this is her only uh, director spot here, but she's been producer and for... It's going to be her only director spot. Any, any studio sees this will go, you don't know how to cut a film. Like, this is terrible. So... Yeah, yeah, I, I would I, like to see the storyboard on this to see what the original yeah. cut was. I'm I'm extremely upset. Eric's upset. He's not giving in a no bag yet, everybody. This I'm is sorry. A no he's, bag. Giving, he's giving a no bag. He's not giving a bag of kernels. He's not as vicious as I am with the bag of kernels. But if I give a movie a bag of kernels, people, it, it don't don't even waste your time. Not even a trailer. Like it's just yeah, don't see this. So. Maybe next week we'll have some fun because next week what we have on the schedule, the movie knows that it's crap. So maybe next week we'll have some fun. But until then, thank you so much for joining me, Eric. And thank you, everybody, for downloading this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. You can check us out wherever you get your podcast from. You can also see us on Instagram at Movie Guys Pod. And we'll be back next Thursday for another awesome episode. Have a good night. was that white guy that didn't feel comfortable. So he put his wallet in his front pocket. (laughs) True story. You know, it just, it's just not my bag, baby. No, 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 I I get it completely. I would think that Motor City and MGM are a little bit more popular for their venue than their casino. Yeah. So I think we should probably have gone to Greek town probably. Greektown is all casino. Greektown is, and it looks really cool too, just because it used to be the old Trapper's Alley. It looks really cool the way that it's, it's, it, it's a it's hotel up there. too, right? I, yeah, I think it, there's, there's one, or it's called, oh, they changed it too many different times now. It's called like the Jack or like something like that. But yeah, uh, yeah. Um, all the casinos have, have some sort of uh, rooms that you, you can do there. Greektown, though, I, again, a lot of these, those casinos, it's, you know, it's the degenerates are there. The alcoholics, the people who are addicted to gambling, who are cowed 
card counters who are playing blackjack at 3.30 in the morning. And yeah, there's no clock, there's no windows in any of those buildings. Um, you can smoke in those buildings, right? No, I didn't see anybody smoking. I saw people vaping. Oh, but, geez, but there's but there were signs that says no, uh, no, 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 no smoking throughout. Oh, there might be designated areas then, or maybe yeah. it's just Greek Town. <laughs> maybe or maybe just, just the drunk people who don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that could be it. Yeah, sir, you're not allowed to light that up here. Yeah. What are you? You know, it's it, it was it was it was an interesting experience. Um, I am glad that I did it. it. It was out of my comfort zone completely. Um, the whole trip was out of my comfort zone. Um, but hey, you know what? We did it, and that's okay. 